Welcome to the Roadmap to Wealth show. The show is hosted by the Invest Tribe community, a total European resource for anyone looking to succeed in all sorts of investing. Real estate, stock market, bonds and ETFs, cryptocurrency, foreclosure, peer-to-peer lending, business and startups. Before we get to today's interview, if you are a new listener, be sure to go to investtribe.org and subscribe because we offer content, tools and an international community of experts, newbies and everyone in between to help people to learn investing, network, find partners, deals and financing and make the best investing decisions possible. Let us start the show. Welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Wealth podcast. Today we are going to talk with Beverly Anglin. She is a passionate executive with a demonstrated history of leadership based on shared values and purposes. A love of working with diverse groups and business development. Beverly is skilled in organizational management, relationship development, customer and stakeholder success, government relations, women entrepreneurship, and workplace advancement and event management. Strong professional with a certificate focused in nonprofit public organizational management from University of Illinois and Chicago. She is also the host of a rapidly growing podcast, Gift and Grace, and co-host of the new podcast show Handwave 2.0. Welcome, Taverly. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. So tell me about the time all the things started, how everything started for you. How did I start my business? Yeah. yeah um, you know, I have spent, you know, the majority of my career working for charities and nonprofit organizations. And I've been in that industry in that field for a really long time. And there came a point in 2017 where I felt like I was using my talents more at the grassroots level and I wanted to maybe take a, a, an approach at a higher level. And I really didn't know like what that 10,000 foot level would be for me. And so I just decided one day to leave the organization that I was working with and continue figuring out what I wanted to do next. And I, I woke up one day and knew that my my next step should be working for myself. And I had been feeling that way for a while more. I started thinking more in the consulting field, just taking my years of experience and knowledge and working between businesses and nonprofits and how would that shape. And, and what happened is I realized the biggest challenge that I had faced in my career was the way that businesses interacted with nonprofit organizations that, you know, this whole check writing idea versus creating partnerships was just really not known. And so I I just, I just did it. I just decided this is it. I'm going to help businesses navigate that path. And that's how I started Corporate Cause Agency, which was near, you know, like the fall and the end of 2017. Okay. What was the hardest challenge you've had in your business? Yeah, that's, you know, that's such a good question. And we know that there's a lot of challenges. In always, always. Yes. So the, the, the tastiest one. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I would say for me, it was not being prepared for how much being a business owner would impact other areas of my life. You know, we forget that, you know, when somebody else, when the buck stops with somebody else, when you're in a career or in a position, you know, you, you can kind of turn it off. Even if you have big responsibilities, you know, I've filled a lot of leadership roles with large organizations over the course of my career. So in, in a way the buck did stop with me for 
you know, in a lot of cases, but when it's your own company, it's yeah. different, right? Like you turn that switch at six o'clock and turn it off and let it go. And I found that, you know, changing the way that I was dedicated to my business changed all the relationships in my life. And that was hard. I, I think that was probably the hardest part for me was really knowing that I was stepping into a new lane in my life and in my career. And not everybody's really comfortable when you, you know, when you change your direction, you know, it's, it's almost like, some people can look at it as a reflection of what they're doing or what they're not doing, or are they chasing their own joy? So I definitely you know, felt the weight of how much the relationships in my life were going to change. And, and, and of course, you know, that, that meant sacrifice. Like what are, you know, what are we willing to sacrifice to grow a business? And you know, how, how is that going to impact every aspect of your life? So, you know, I'm a, I'm a parent, I'm a, you know, I've been a single parent for quite some time. And so my family and, and my friendships are really important to me, but it definitely, meant a lot of change and that was hard i see i know i know it's it's difficult it's very difficult to switch to change your life already it's difficult but to pass from employee to a business owner it it has to have have some sacrifices actually and absolutely agree with you i've also been there what makes you feel passionate about what you do what makes you passionate about your business i you know i i feel so fortunate because my entire career i've you know, it doesn't matter what role I filled, but I was literally working with organizations that were changing other people's lives. And I, I still do that, even though I work with businesses and help them develop a community investment strategy. I know the more that a business is successful in supporting the communities that they, their employees live and work in and where, you know, their businesses are developed. I know that at the end of that, nonprofits are still supported. And when more nonprofits are supported, I personally have seen firsthand how community organizations change people's lives. You know, we, we have the ability to make a lot of positive change in the world. And, you know, my work actually does that hands on. You know, I, I get to see that firsthand. So that's, that's absolutely one thing that drives my passion is knowing that, you know, the piece that I fill is ultimately going to make a huge impact in people's lives. And then, of course, starting a podcast. You know, I, I truly believe, you know, how I started, why I started my podcast is not at all the reason why I podcast now, um, but it to me has become, you know, it really is all about being a transformation tool. That's what my podcast is, whether it's me transforming from meeting these amazing guests that I get to interview and share their stories or the guests themselves. Like the third show, which you didn't mention because it's new, I just launched the third podcast called Girl Talk. And ah. it's, it's, it's this you know, collection of women sharing their stories and the challenges that they've been through in life. And I, you know, I, I really, it doesn't matter to me how many downloads we get or how many people listen, even if one listens, it doesn't matter to me because the guests that I'm speaking to, you know, their life is transformed. And then my life is transformed and people that listen to that transformation happening. It's like, wow. I mean, that's, that's not at all what my business is focused on directly, but all of these collection of things that I'm doing together is changing people's lives. So how can you not be passionate about that? It almost feels a little selfish in a way. I get to witness and, and be a part of so much um, amazing transformation and support for other people. It's, you know, it's definitely what lights me up. Uh, yes, I absolutely agree with you. That's why I also started my podcast, because I would like actually my podcast, the goal, it's not only speak about the money and wealth creation. It's like actually personal growth in, in the goal to, to create wealth. Okay, but it's personal stories from different people with different backgrounds and different stories and different achievements. 
But, you know, I'll say, I'll tell you, Elena, here's one thing that I know for sure to be true, that if you want to develop a business model that brings wealth, that actually provides you with the financial security you need to do more of what you do, you have to grow as a person like continually. It doesn't stop. Like, you know, I, I know that the ceiling that any of us as business owners have and our, 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 you know, financial ceiling is 100% related to our, our personal growth ceiling. So the moment that we stop growing and trying to be the best version of ourselves, that's, you've given yourself a cap. So I, I know that that's, it doesn't matter what the title of this show is. That is what you're doing. You're, you're sharing the journey. And when you share the journey, somebody else is going to listen and say, oh my gosh, that's going to help me get to that next level. Absolutely. And if somebody else does, then their financial goals can go up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a goal, actually. Yeah. Tell me about a project or accomplishment that you consider be the most important in your life. Uh, um, I, I will go back to podcasting right now. And, you know, although it's, it's not necessarily, you know, it's funny, I'm going to kind of sidetrack us for a minute, but the number one most commonly asked questions about being a podcaster, which I'm sure you get or going to get more of is, you know, how much money do you make from your podcast? And it's so interesting because that's not my goal. Uh, you know, there for me, no, no, neither. I don't even think about monetizing actually. Right. Same. It's, it's the same teaching. It's teaching. Right. Right. It's teaching and it's, it's also building a brand and it's a, it's yes. a marketing tool, right? It's a, it's an entryway. That's what I like to think of it. It's an entryway to your business, but it's the number one most commonly asked question that I receive. You know, I've been podcasting for over a year now, collectively combined. I have more than a hundred podcast episodes released actually with guest appearance, probably 115 podcasts. And it is, it is by far the biggest accomplishment that I have because it has created more opportunity for me in my business, in my relationships, in my personal growth than anything else. And, and it has made my business more successful or all aspects of my business more successful. So I feel like it's the greatest accomplishment, you know, because you know, it, it really isn't easy to be behind a microphone all the time. It's not easy to figure it all out. You know, you have, you've figured out the systems and the equipment and the, you know, how to, how to launch and get to the destinations and how to market. None of those things are easy to do. Um, I mean, lots of people do it. You know, they'll tell you podcasting is easy. Well, sure. It's easy to plug in a microphone and talk. That's, that's, that, that literally is 10% of the, of making a, a successful podcast. So I, I feel like, it has allowed everything else that I do to be more successful. So I have to say that it's, it really feels like one of my greatest accomplishments aside from being a mother, right? I have two kids that are 21 and 19 and nobody's been to jail. You know, nobody's, you know, they're still, they're still functioning. They're still getting education. They're, they're good humans. So that, that has to be an accomplishment I list too. <laughs> yes. I think for us women, actually it's a most important uh, accomplishment. It's our kids. Yeah. Well, and combine that with having kids and building a business. I yes, mean, it's not easy. It's not easy being both, uh, being mother and have business. It's not easy at all. True. A lot of sacrifice. A lot of sacrifice. And the both parts, and kids part and business part. You have to it see is. them. And all I also... And I also like to think that, you know, you're also teaching them, right? I mean, my kids are, I'll give you an example while we're here, you know, meeting right now, you know, my, my 19 year old daughter is you know, doing some paperwork upstairs and she, 
is seeing the process of what it was like for me to prepare for our interview, for me to get myself in a place to be able to provide good information to you and your listeners and what the process is that I put in to show that this matters, this is important. Mm -hmm. So they're constantly learning from watching and, and listening to what we do. Um, but it's definitely, it's definitely a big, it's, it's a big thing to be able to do both be a mom and, you know, have a business that for me, I plan to scale. Yes. Thank you. Uh, what if you were to go back in time when you just become an entrepreneur, what would you do differently? Mm. Um, you know, I'm, I, I have some really strong spiritual beliefs. So I, I strongly believe that I wouldn't be where I am right now if I would not have gone through each of the hardships and challenges that I had to go through to get to here. So I don't know that I would do anything differently. I think that I would probably just tell myself, just do it. Like, don't think about it. Don't worry about it. You know, have faith and just do it. Like the one foot in front of the other, it's, it's like progress happens in slow, small, incremental steps. You know, it's not, the universe is not going to drop down and, and have everything that you planned given to you like right up front. Like you, you actually just have to do them in slow steps. And I like to relate that to, you know, I'm a, I'm a strength athlete. So I do a lot of, you know, heavy lifting and um, I compete in strongman. And, you know, I didn't wake up one day with the ability to do any of the movements or have the strength that I have. It took days of hard work, right? And dedication to my goal to do that. And I think that now, because things like entrepreneur is such a buzzword, you know, people think that it's really easy just to wake up and have a business. No. And I, I not that I, you know, and I not necessarily didn't think that, but I definitely had some, you know, hesitation paralysis at the beginning, like kind of floundering, you know, like, should I, should I do my marketing first? Should I just go get a client first? Like, should I, should I use LinkedIn? Should I, you know, Facebook ad, or should I just ask my friends or should I just go network? Like all of these things actually froze me for a little while, you know, like I, I didn't know, I didn't just go do it. And what I should have done is all those things on my list of what ifs, I should just do it, just do it. Like, that's what I would go back and, and, and do differently is do all of those things as opposed to, okay, what do I strategically need to build into my plan to do this? No, no, no. Just forget that. Just do it. Just start doing it. Thank you. It's absolutely amazing. Yes, just do it and forget about everything else. So if your business collapsed today, it can happen. What would you do next? I'd start another business. <laughs> I, I, you know, I can't, if my model that I'm at right now, for whatever reason, did not meet the marketplace, because that's the only reason why my business would collapse. Um, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. So if I had to take a different avenue, I would just pivot. To me, that would be a pivot. If, if I needed to start something different, I... I really am an entrepreneur at heart. Even when I was an employee of large international trade associations or small organizations, I was constantly coming up with new project ideas to increase the mission or improve the bottom line. So that's still, my brain works like that. I am definitely a high level visionary. So I have tons of different ideas that frankly, time just doesn't always allow me to do all the things that I want to do because I want all the goals. <laughs> um, but I, I would just, I would do it again. Or just do it again, figure out what went wrong and, and pivot. You know, my, I'll tell you, Elena, my, my word for the year of 2019 on my vision board is water. And I chose that word for so many different reasons, but the main reason was because water, you know, 
moves, right? It flows, yes. it ebbs and flows. And if you are ever in water in order to not be uncomfortable in water, you have to ebb and flow with it. And I feel like in so many different ways that in, as an entrepreneur, you have to be prepared to pivot and go another direction. So I think, I think about that a lot, but I don't, there, there's no, no way my business is going to collapse, but may it change directions? Oh yeah. I'll just keep going one foot in front of the other. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Great. How would you start over if you had no capital? Well, I'll tell you, I started my business with very little capital. Uh, you know, I had, you know, I had some friends and family that helped me, you know, as I you know, was getting started, but I would, I'm resourceful. Mm-hmm. I would be resourceful. I would go and find a particular client in whatever direction I was going to go first, get a little bit of income and be resourceful. You know, there, there are lots of ways to do your business. And in me, I, I you know, I, I have a direct service company I also have a subscription box, which is made for women by women. Mm-hmm. I have several podcasts. I, I would say that, you know, you just, you have to find ways to get what you need to get done in limited, with limited expenses. And there are almost always ways to do that. You know, I, I educated myself and learned podcasting from scratch Mm-hmm. by myself with 100% of only like online tutorials and listening to hundreds and hundreds of podcasters and and seeing what other people have done successfully. So I think that if people want to start a business and have no capital, first of all, you need income to pay your bills because have that that's that's the most important. So find that whatever it is. If it's going out and getting one client to do that or you know taking some contractual work and then all the rest of what you need to do to grow your business and start a business, you can find it. You can find it. Go research. Go meet with people. Ask for help. Be resourceful. Don't be afraid to ask. Thank you for all these advices. Uh, can you share a person that has an impact on you as an entrepreneur or as a mentor? How did they influence you? Mm, yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about this and there are so many people along the way that have impacted my life. And I'll tell you that that's the reason why I started my very first podcast, which is called Grit and Grace. I started that because there's this group of women that like circled into my sphere at the beginning of my journey and they literally just helped me. Mm-hmm. And these women run multi-million dollar successful companies and they just, they saw the spark in me. They, they understood my dedication and they just stepped in and, and gave me their tidbits of advice. And out of that you know, group of women, one of them became a mentor for me, a business mentor. And you know, one thing that she did a lot was just hop on the phone with me and let me ask her questions about systematization of the processing. You know, when I started to feel overwhelmed with how much I needed to accomplish, you know, she, she had me work through things like a time study and determine what I can hire out out of that time study. And I'm telling you that these women all did this just out of the kindness of their heart. And if you, you know, if you go back and listen to the early episodes of my show, these are the women, I, I truly just thought when I started a podcast that I was going to bring these amazing women, you know, like a handful of women, I was going to, you know, record a handful of episodes and then a handful of people would listen and I would be like, okay, great. I've helped other women because other women helped me. You know, that was my initial goal. And I had no idea what it would grow into, but I would say that, and they know who they are, but it's a core group of women, you know, in the city that I live in, which is in Denver, Colorado, um, that really just stepped in and, and guided me. And that's what I would tell other people that if you don't feel like someone has mentored you or impacted you, you know, you got to find your people. You have to find your people. Thank you very much. Yes, I think, uh, yes, this, uh, all this idea of this podcast and the people who mentored you, it's uh, 
it's something very useful and uh, I absolutely uh, agree with this idea of creating the podcast. Uh, people think that your creating a business can be difficult and it often ends in failure. Why do you think it happens? Mm. Well, I've been addressed this question based upon specifically women because I've talked to hundreds and hundreds of women, you know, with my show and my business over the last couple of years. And I would say in, in my experience, it's because we either, A, we don't know how to grow to be the person we need to be to lead our business, or we're not comfortable with that change that we talked about. We're not comfortable with having to become the brand. We're not comfortable with having to step into roles and situations and parts of our life that we haven't done before. You know, that, that learning curve as an entrepreneur is not, you know, it's not a slow, steady climb. It is a steep, massive, you got to get up to here fast. And I, I think for a lot of women, we, we lack the confidence, we lack the understanding and the experience to do it. And so it can be easy for us to just say, this is too hard. Mm. Um, you know, the, the financial, you know, the financial aspect of businesses that don't make it, you know, that's another story in, in the tech industries, a lot of people over fundraise and under deliver. I mean, there's, there's lots of reasons why, but in, in my circle or in the fields of female entrepreneurs that I know of and have worked with across this nation, it often boils down to our mindset, right? It's, it's how we are comfortable to grow. It's standing up and saying, yeah, I, I'm a mom. I am going to rock my business. I am, I am the boss babe of my business. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm still a woman. I'm still going to be a woman. And you know, I'm, I'm still going to be all of these different things. But you know what? Sometimes it's hard for our brains to do that. If we've only been an employee or if we've only been a mom or if we've only been a wife, you know, we, we think that that's, that's who we are. We define ourselves that way. You know, starting a business means a whole new definition of yourself. And I think that that's hard. It's hard, especially for women. And so we, you know, I would say that the people that I work with, we talk about this a lot, that growth, taking that next step to become what you need to make your business successful is really first and foremost about mindset. Now, of course, there's lots of different, you know, tactical things that people can do differently to protect themselves from their business failing. Um, but I think that mindset is the most important. Absolutely. Mindset is the most important. And actually speaking about um, women in business, yes, uh, especially here in Europe, um, yes, women still prefer to uh, stay at home or work and uh, they're scared to go actually to do even something small. But it's actually also the purpose of my podcast to lead the people, not sometimes men do the same thing, but women more, to explain to lead, to teach uh, women uh, and men that it's possible, it's feasible, and uh, it's a freedom to, it's a, it's a road to freedom, actually, mm. to become themselves, to become better version of themselves. And uh, I think that if they're interested in business, they have to try it and uh, step away from the fear, step away from the doubts, and just start to the thing. So, it goes back to just do it, right? Just, just do, do it. it, yes. Right? People say, well, what What if this doesn't matter? Just do it. Well, what if my family that doesn't matter? Just do it. You know, like if, well, you know, I don't know how to do this. That's okay. Go figure it out and then do it. You know, it's just, just do it. What skills or habits do you think helped you become successful? Uh, for me, 100% resiliency. You know, I, you know, my, my life experiences and the lessons that I've learned have made me, you know, made me pretty strong. You know, it, it's, it's made me, um, 
not willing to back down easy, not willing to give up when things get hard. I think that resiliency for sure. But on top of that, you know, my love of learning, you know, my, I, I'm interested in all kinds of things. And if I'm going to do something, I'm, I'm not afraid to say, I don't know how to do that because I know that if I don't know how to do it, I can always learn it. I can figure it out. And I feel like in today's age of technology where we can basically all carry computers in our pockets, there's no excuse to not know something, right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if, if you don't know it, you can figure it out. There's tons and tons and tons and you know, millions of resources to find the information that you need. So that goes back to the question you asked me before when I talked about being resourceful. Yeah. So you know, being resilient and being resourceful, those are two of the, I would say for me, the top skills that have helped me become successful. And then on top of that, you know, I, I like to connect with people, mm-hmm. you know, in business, I like to connect with people. I, I enjoy the process of getting to know more about other business success. I enjoy being a part of the process to help a business be successful. I enjoy helping women do what you and I just talked about, which is to fully step into their dreams, their wishes, their goals to be their best self. I mean, that, that joy is because I like connecting with the people. Thank you very much. Thank you. If you would have a fun superpower, what it will be? Hmm. Uh, probably to slow time down uh-huh. <laughs> or, or to add extra time into my day sometimes. Um, you know, I, there are so many big moments that happen in my life. I, you know, I, I live a pretty exciting life on a regular basis, exciting to me, my version of excitement. And sometimes I would just like a few more moments to be in that moment because yes. it's so good. And, <laughs> um, and then of course there's moments I'd like to speed it up. So let's just say I want, to, I want to control time because I want it to <laughs> faster when it's really hard and slower when it's really good. <laughs> yes. It's, it can be something very great. Actually, I would like to think about myself because sometimes actually, yes, the power to speed up the time sometimes, especially when, for example, when you an airport uh, mm, right at the time it could be very useful and when, yes and when you're on vacation and you enjoy the moment then it can be if the belong it can be very great exactly if you could turn back in time and talk to your 18 years old self what would you do to her i would tell her to embrace my uniqueness you know, that this spark I've had in me literally since the day I was born, you know, I'm definitely a very extroverted person. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit different. You know, I definitely have always felt a little bit different. And I think I spent a big chunk of my life trying not to be different because, you know, when you're young or when you're in your twenties, you know, we, you know, we often follow what we think we're supposed to do, right? Like how we're supposed to build a family or how we're supposed to be as women. And, that wasn't always me. And I, I more did that because I was just kind of my conditioning as to what I was thought that I was supposed to do and didn't necessarily embrace the fact that I'm a little different. I am 100% unique and special in a thousand ways. And, you know, it took me a lot of years to really feel comfortable in that, in that part of me. And so that's what I would do is, is, you know, tell my 18 year old self, you know what, woman, embrace all those things about you that make you amazing, that make you a connector that, you know, find the things that you love to do. And if nobody else loves to do it, so what do it anyway? Um, Yeah, I would give myself the advice to just feel really comfortable being whoever it is that I want to be. Great advice. Absolutely great advice. Uh, now, tell me, please, what you are not very good at. Yeah. 
I, I think for me, I, I can sometimes be a little bit oversensitive. You know, I'm because I, I care so deeply about others and the connection that we build and the success of their path, but not everybody feels that way. And, you know, it's hard for me sometimes to, you know, be tied to the outcome of, of what's happening as opposed to my role in it. You know, I, I know that we, we, we all know that we can't control the actions of others. We can only control the actions of ourselves. And I think that I'm, I'm, I'm very sensitive to that. And even in business, you know, I'm sensitive to the outcomes that, you know, I've developed and promised a client or that I have wanted to see with somebody coming on my, my podcast as a guest. I, I definitely take those things so personally because I'm passionate about it. And one of the things that I am doing to work on that is to ask different questions. You know, when I start to feel that way, ask different questions, you know, like what else could this mean as opposed to, Oh, I, maybe I didn't do that very well. You know, that's my default response or I didn't do that well. Or what should I have done better? Or how can I help fix that? Maybe instead of those questions, I ask different questions like, well, what else could this mean? Or, you know, how, how could I, how can I step to the side and give this some time to look at it in a different way. Um, so that I would say that that's, yeah, I mean, I would say that those are some of the things that I'm not always very good at is, you know, I, I definitely take things very personally into heart and I don't want to change that per se, because that's what makes me who I am. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do want to maybe just create new questions to ask myself to be able to think about it a little bit differently. Mm, I'd say in this case, I say, I will think about tomorrow. Yeah, good point. Yeah, because I was I was like this before, and then you know when you this over this overwhelm between you know I just say okay now I feel I think I feel bad you know inside something like yeah. it, maybe you did something wrong, and I say okay I will think about it later tomorrow because now you're all for full of emotion you're not full of emotion and when you're emotional you can't think clear tomorrow mm-hmm. you will be off the emotions emotions will be off, gone. So you can just sit and think rationally what was wrong and what was not. Sometimes it's just our imagination. Yeah, I totally agree. And I would say that that's definitely something I've been learning. And, you know, I mentioned before, I have, you know, some really strong spiritual beliefs and practices. And part of addressing that has also been, you know, just taking a minute to meditate or to think, you know, taking quiet time to just reflect in a different way without even responding externally, but just responding internally. You know, I, I definitely lean upon those practices too. And that actually I, I use in all aspects of my business, whether it's making a decision or if you have change, or if you're determining what's your next step in growth. I mean, I have gotten really good at being able to step back and just take time to think. And, and, you know, when we, you know, if we're going to talk about, you know, unwinding at the end of the day, I know that's something we're going to talk about. I, I'm just going to go right into that because that's how I like to roll. <laughs> next question. <laughs> okay, there we go. Um, that's, I would say that that combines with all of the things, you know, if you've had a good or a bad day or any day at all, you should take some time to think about it and reflect upon it. And I do that by, you know, I have a beautiful German shepherd, husky dog, and we like to be in nature. So we'll, you know, I live in the Rocky mountains, so we get to go for walks in beautiful places. And you know, I, I am a firm believer in finding quiet time alone, you know, that at the end of a day, 
good, bad, or medium day, finding a few minutes alone to just take some breaths and, and reflect upon it and, and recenter yourself in that process to me is the best way to celebrate, the best way to learn, the best way to come down. And, you know, some of my days are long. I'm sure they are for you too. Like mm-hmm. I, I always say I live three days in a day, right? Like 6 a.m. to noon is one day. Like, mm-hmm. You know, 1230 after I scarf some food until four is like another day. And then, you know, another quick break. And then the whole evening of work, I like have three days in a day. You know, if I, if, if I don't take a minute to take a breath and, and actually give myself time to think and, and answer questions I've had throughout the day, I wouldn't be able to focus the next day because it would be like a busy, like mouse running continually in the background of my brain. So I, I definitely, I take some time, some time to process and reflect. It's interesting you mentioned about the three days in a day. So actually, uh, in my book, um, Make Millions Retire Young, I, it's a book about investment, but in reinvestment and real estate. But I also have a chapter which is dedicated to productivity tips. And actually, it is my system to divide the day in three distinct oh. chapters. Yes, and put the skills uh, on the depends of what part of the day you want to to put the uh, different task but you put them not in order of priority but of their nature for example in uh, the morning you do the tasks that are related only in writing or something yeah in the second part of the day you do all the i don't know Contability, contability. In the evening, you do all the tasks, personal tasks. For example, you take care of yourself. You know, everything is built in three bricks. Mm. And like this, you can actually, yes, find your more time for yourself, find, uh, organize your life differently, and uh, you, you have less fatigue, especially you don't have multitasking. Right. And I also think that we all perform better at different times in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, there are definitely the mornings for me are most, I'm a morning person. So, you know, after I exercise, I can accomplish the most work, the most, let's say focused work, right? Cause inflow focused work in the morning come afternoon for me, that's a good time to like return emails or, you know, do other tasks that require, you know, maybe less brain power, but you know, are me on my computer. And then in the evening, I, if I'm fatigued, I'm definitely, not going to do any reports. You know, I'm probably not going to be um, my best to deliver a speech or to record a podcast. You know, maybe I do show notes at that time, or I do some editing, or whatever it might be. But even looking at those three days and where is your best slice of energy mm-hmm. going to be, and then putting the most important tasks in that slice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's it's absolutely approximately what I'm doing. It's my productivity tips. So. If you could have a dinner with any three persons, dead or alive, who would it be and why? You do realize that for somebody like me that's a connector, that that is a very painful question to ask. Because <laughs> yes, I know. I have a vision board full of them. Well, okay, yes. I'll start with, I'll start with you. Okay. Oh, oh my gosh, it's hard. Um, first, I would say it's probably my grandfather because my whole family tells me that I'm just like him um, in personality and the way we look, our, our energy and our spirits are the same. And he passed away when I was young. And so I would definitely like to spend some time with my grandfather and just ask him questions like, hey, do people think that you are like really like excited all the time? <laughs> How did you handle this? And you know, I, I know that he's with me, but I would love to have dinner with him. Um, the second one would be Wayne Dyer. I don't know. Have you heard of Wayne Dyer? No. 
So, you know, he's a, he's written many, many, many books and he's passed away now, but he has, he created like an evolution of thinking about how we connect with ourselves and, and what we're here to do with the purposes of our life. And so he definitely impacted me a lot in terms of the content that he has pushed out into the universe. Um, and then I, oh my gosh, the next, I'm going to hear, I'm going to put my next three in a whole category and I'm going to list them really fast. Like Gabby Bernstein, Benet Brown, Ariana Huffington, so, I mean, there's three in one. <laughs> the third category, powerful women mm-hmm. that have built their own business and have done it with a heart. You know, they've, they've, grow, they've grown businesses with the heart at their focus. So I would say that that's my, that would be my, my, my third group. <laughs> I see. Absolutely understand why you choose this persons. Uh, the next question is, if you receive just out of blue $10,000, how would you use the money? Right now, today, I would put it right into my digital marketing and media work because I have you know, new aspects of my business and podcasting that I want to grow that I know would really benefit from being able to you know, put it right into my marketing budget for sure. I mean, I, I constantly put all of my funds back into growing my business. And so I'm hyper aware of where I need to put the resources next to grow. So it's easy for me. I mean, if I got $10,000 a day for the next six months, I might yeah. change that. <laughs> I see. Now I would absolutely invest it back into growing my business. Okay, thank you. What is the, your best tip for making the world a better place? Well, as you know, I, I spent a lot of time with nonprofit organizations and charitable organizations and connecting with women who are, who need, you know, assistance as they grow and rise up. I would say that I'm going to give tips to other people because I do this for a living. I would say, find, find something that really lights you up outside of your work. Um, And if it's through your work, great, but find a way to do it for somebody else that does not benefit you. You know, to me, the best way to make the world a better place is to help someone else in whatever way you want. It doesn't matter. Help someone else with no expectation of anything in return, even just a couple of times a year or once a month, you know, find whether it's if you care about dealing with homelessness or if you really care about sports, go help some youth with their sports. If you care about, you know, women in tech, you know, find, find an organization that you can provide your expertise in. Whatever, whatever part of you know, your life that makes you really happy, find a way to go give it to somebody else with nothing in return. Um, I think that giving of our expertise and our time and our talent, and it doesn't have to be just for charitable organizations. It can just be for your neighbor or for your community or for somebody in your family. Find a way to give something to somebody else that you have that matters to you and don't expect anything in return. It is so beautiful. Thank you for this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. What is coming on your horizon? What is your next idea? What is your next plan? So glad you asked me that question. Uh, I am in the midst of launching a new division of my business, which is called Taverly's Tribe. Uh-huh. And what I, I it's so exciting. Tell me about it. So I have brought together a collection of women experts that help other women in any area of business. So whether or not you are a career executive or you are a new entrepreneur or an established entrepreneur, you know, we need services. We hire out services all the time from marketing to social media to branding to systems, right? Even developing systems to if you're on a career path to communications, 
and all of the types of coaches that you could possibly need in life and business, I'm bringing the top women together under one umbrella. And these are, these are like my women that literally hold a piece in my heart because I know the impact they make on others mm-hmm. and bringing them together. And we're launching Taverly's tribe. So we're going to be providing these services to clients in a one-stop shop. So if, if you were to come to us, Elena, and you said, listen, I want to know how to, I want to know how to better dress to reflect my personal style and my job, or I want to know how to sell my company better. I, I want to know how to put the words to my lips in a better way to deliver it so somebody else can hear me in any business. You know, I have this group of women that provide all of these. And so we're putting out our one heading called Taverly's Tribe, and I'm super excited. We are the premier group of female professionals, um, and we're going to brand this in North America. And so even, even in Europe, I mean, we are, we're going to tour, we're going to do stage presentations, we have keynotes d- available. We, we want to help other women step into 100% of their greatness. And so we're, we're doing it. That's a very beautiful project. I'm very excited to see it, actually. And why why not come here in Europe? It will be absolutely amazing to have yeah. you. Yeah, I think so. Especially coming from the United States, because women are here in the U.S. You know, we're we are boy, we're a determined group. We are on a mission to change everything. And so I feel like we have, you know, such a strong message right now. And and some of the women that are in this group have been a part of so many different change, um, change. Of, of life for other women, that we have the expertise to really, really impact the world. So I'm pretty excited. Thank you. Share your best advice for our listeners. Mm. I would say that if you're, if you're listening and you're an entrepreneur and you're just really not sure where to go and how to get where you want to go, I want to go back to that point about find a quiet place to catch your breath and you know, let your inner guidance or let the feelings of what feels right to you guide you in your decisions. And you know, if you're not an entrepreneur and you're on a career path and you're you're still not sure where you want to go or you want to grow, just do it. You know, find find someone that can help boost you up on the side, you know, lean on your tribe to give you the confidence that you need to take those next steps. And and I'm a firm believer in writing down your goals. You know, I I listened to um, a podcast recently, and I don't recall which one it was, but the person said, not writing something down, not having a goal is the greatest way to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like trying to get to a destination without ever having a map or access, well, a, a, right yeah. now it's our phones. And that's what a goal is. And I, statistically, I think that the percentage is 90% of people don't write down their goals. So that means if you want to take a chance of to raise your opportunity to be most successful in life, be a 10 percenter, write down your goals, whatever they might be, find a way to give back, give to somebody else in the process, because that'll make your journey a little sweeter, you know, help others along the way. And, and don't be afraid to be exactly who you're meant to be, even if it's something different than people think that you are. Thank you for this advice. It's absolutely amazing advice. I'm sure that my listeners will will follow your steps and myself. Yes, 
put on your goal, it's absolutely important. You have to know where you go, otherwise you will be lost <laughs> or you will arrive in another destination. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me. I so appreciate the thoughtful questions that you put together and the way that you're, you know, impacting others' lives. You know, thank you very much for letting me be a part of this journey. Thank you, Beverly. What is the best way to reach you? All kinds of ways. Because I have such a unique name, I literally am on all the social platforms by my name. Yes, it's, it's absolutely amazing to have a name that stands out. And it's very beautiful. It's so Thank beautiful. you. Thank you. So it's Taverly, and that's T-A-H-V-E-R-L-E-E. So if you search Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook and type in Taverly, you'll find me. Um, you can also go to Taverly.com, which will take you to my business page, which is Corporate Cause Agency. And in amongst that, I do have a drop-down menu that has a link for all of my podcasts there and all the things that I do. And in fact, Taverly's Tribe, the new group that we're, we're developing, will eventually also be on Taverly.com. So it's, it's best to go Taverly.com, sign up for my, my email list if you want to stay in the know, or just follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I post all the information there all the time. <laughs> Thank you, Taverly, for your time. It's a pleasure to have you on the show and see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for checking out the show. And don't forget, you can find all the resources, links, and show notes over at investtribe.org. See you next week on the Roadmap to Wealth Show.